Welcome to episode two of Is This Enough? The really brilliant game show that's brilliant and excellent. If you're enjoying the podcast, please like and subscribe on whichever platform you're listening to it on. And please follow us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Our handle is Is This Enough Pod? There's a bunch of different rounds with loads of questions, including an audience-only round. So please send in your scores and audience round answers to isthisenoughpodcasting at gmail.com. And please enjoy episode two. Is This Enough? With James O'Connor and David Hall. I had a lot of pesto for lunch. <laughs> I'm moving out from my parents today, uh, tomorrow, so I'm trying to use use all the food I can so we don't need to transport a lot. Now that you're 18 years old, you're going to move out from your parents. Now that it's my I've got to eat all of the pesto and then move to London. <laughs> Please, they won't let me take it with us. It won't get through the checkpoint CM25. <laughs> you're not allowed pesto past zone three. Hello, and welcome to Is This Enough? The only podcast that you're listening to right now. I am the actor and comedian James O'Donoghue. With me is the musician and comedian David Hoare. David, are you well? Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's great, David. We've got a great show ahead of us. We've both prepared four rounds each. Neither of us knows what the other one is going to get us to play. We'll also have some music and a couple of special guests along the way. The winner of today's episode of Is This Enough will win a grand prize that we will announce later on. So there's all to play for, especially considering that there is, of course, a forfeit for losing. Uh, we also have a round for you at home to play along with, and you can email your answers in to us for a chance to win a bespoke piece of podcast-related artwork. So isn't that nice? That so, is nice. Without further ado, let's crack on. David, could we have round one? Certainly. Round one. Round one is called General Knowledge. True or false? These are a type of jeans sold at the clothing store next. Okay. No. <laughs> have you ever shopped at next, James? Um, I'll be honest, I bought a pair of pants, uh, no, I bought a, a six-pack of pants, stuck them with some boys, <laughs> Friday Arvo, six-pack, six pence. No, I, I bought some pants from Next the other day, and um, th they're really good. Thanks uh, <laughs> for being honest there. No, it was like, oh, you know, you know, it's good, actually spending money on on clothes. Yes, I was hanging out with the DJ at Chops Comedy last night, subtle plug for my comedy night, and we were both wearing merch for the venue, Friendly Records, and joking about how neither of us bought our own clothes. And I went, I turned to someone and went, Gareth still gets pants bought by his mum at Christmas. And he went, how do you know that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I well, was like, you were hanging out with the DJ for, from Chops. I was hanging out with the DJ from my rival comedy night, Chips. <laughs> and he, he hates you, David. He, hates he also you. doesn't wear underwear. <laughs> nah, doesn't wear anything else. True or false? Slight turnips are jeans you can buy from Next. Slight turnips. I know turnips are. Slight turnips. I, I can see slight turnips. If I close my eyes and imagine them, which I do often, I can yeah. see. 
I know exactly the kind of just a little bit, and I think they're probably awful. Um, but can you see them being sold in the clothing store next? Can I see them being sold? I yeah yeah go on then yeah slight turn ups. You're wrong. <laughs> well, that's a turn up for the books. Oh, by the way, this is uh, fifty points. Uh, question. Oh shit! So you're already losing. Number two, rebound skinny jeans. True or false? Are they available? Is rebound skinny jeans available? At that's not how questions work, is it? True or false? <laughs> I've just conflated two separate formats. <laughs> True or false? Rebound skinny jeans are available at Next Clothing Store. Rebound is in. I've gone through a breakup. Now we. Now I'm on the rebound. And what's better for a rebound than a pair of skinny jeans so tight that everyone could see the outline of my nuts? <laughs> just. <laughs> it's an. Extra slutty look for a bloke, and therefore, I think it is available at next. You're correct. Yes. <laughs> the outline of your nuts, like in a crime scene. Um, <laughs> oh, dear. Um, hey, James O'Donoghue, true or false? Lipsy high-rise wide-leg flared jeans are available at next clothing store. I love Lipsy high-rise flare jeans. High I'm rise wearing them right legged. now. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Hold on, they're wide-legged and flared. Lipsy high-rise wide-leg flare jeans. <laughs> they're a tent. Jesus, the, the kind of unit that we're wearing them yes. is exactly the kind of unit that would go and shop at next. Is this in the men's section? Uh... I don't have any more information for you. Because I feel like a, a, a lad going to Next, they're like, it's called Lipsy. No, men don't have lips. Men so, do have lips. Yeah, but... <laughs> David, 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 David. We're dealing with the, the modern gentleman here. The, the male lip has less function than the female lip. The female of the lips is more useful than the male. <laughs> hey James, lipsy high-rise waist, lipsy <laughs> high-rise <laughs> wide-leg flared jeans are available at next clothing store. True or false? Answer me, goddammit. True. It. True. It's Correct. all true. You're on a hundred yes. points. You're such a good person. Um, cytochrome C oxidase are jeans you can buy at Next. True or false? Um, cytochrome I C oxidase. I swear that this is. Oh, cytochrome C oxidase is. Isn't that what the QAnon thing was about? Keep it light, I guess. But what <laughs> <laughs> you're <on> about? <laughs> Cytochrome C oxidase. Wasn't that a? Wasn't? Was that a wave of COVID? Is it a gene sold at next? <laughs> 
Yes. No, it's a respiration gene. <laughs> you had oh. the answer there. You were like, isn't this a form of COVID? It's to do with COVID because it's respiration oh, gene. Oh, gene? Like... Ah, uh, not only did you not get the answer right, you didn't understand my joke. Why are we doing any of this? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I mean. I'm not all hot up on my genes. I'll be honest. You can't. You can't throw me a chromosome, and I'll be able to identify it. Fair. You literally said the answer and then got it wrong. So that's fun. I. I said the answer that it, it was a COVID gene? No, it's a respiration gene. So that's respiration is to do with breathing. Breathing COVID. Fill in the blank. The last one. Is Gene Hackman available at Next Clothing Store? Not emotionally. <laughs> uh, no, Gene Hackman, unfortunately, is not available. Correct. You got three of those right. You're at 150 points, James O'Donoghue. Yes, yes, yes. 150 points <laughs> for me. Your turn, James. Round two. David, this round is simple. Which of these is a real London landmark and which of these is a horror of which we know all too little until it is far too late? <laughs> Now, I'm going to read out some uh, place names. Mm -hmm. These are either a London landmark or some are bullshit or I'm made up. Um, <laughs> as, as an extra level of difficulty, though, I may not have named these correctly. I am going off of uh, half-remembered uh, information that I absorbed during my time as a tour guide on the River Thames. And let me tell you... I wasn't very good at that job. How long so, did you do the job for? I did it for two months. Oh. And let me tell you, in that time, I made a lot of dollars. That's up to 62 days. Dollars? That Yes, we would have... So we could take tips. But don't know that we could take tips, to be honest, but no one stopped us by force. Um <laughs> But uh, Amer I was told, oh, American tourists, they love to tip. American tourists do love to tip, but they don't like to visit a bureau de change. Okay. So I was given, um, over the course of my time there, about $60, like single dollar notes. And it was also like, oh, we're going to give you a tip. Here's like $1 for your troubles. And I'm like, this is 60p, you motherfucker. Mm, yeah. You motherfucker. Americans... Don't like to tip. Toothless Cockney women, they will slip you a, a crisp 20 bob note. Lovely. Slip it right in your hands and go, there you go, darling, don't tell your mum. It's like, I am a 28-year-old taxpayer, but thank you very much. <laughs> and then you ran home and told your mum anyway. I told my mum straight away. There was a strict no phones policy. I broke that. That's why I no longer work there, because I was too busy telling my mum about toothless old Cockney women. <laughs> <laughs> first one so the first one David which of these is a real London landmark the wedding cake church tower or the Lemsip tower which one is it bearing in mind there's loads of crazy nicknames for towers in London 
We've got the gherkin. It looks like a gherkin. That's true. We've got the scalpel. It looks like a scalpel. We've got the cheese grater. You can finish that sentence off yourselves. <laughs> There's actual, actual dialogue there from my tour. There we go. Is that genuinely true? Is that what you used to that say is, on your tour? That is genuinely true. The, oh um, the, the best one I got away with once and never again was we went past uh, Houses of Parliament and I went, that's the new Palace of Westminster. The original Palace of Westminster uh, was a royal household from the times of uh, King Canute all the way up until Henry VIII. And today there's a lot of King Canutes there right now. Did you do a budum tish at the end of it as well? No, I realised that I had done that while um, a good 70% of the 13 people on that cruise uh, were Hasidic Jews who had come over from, from elsewhere and did not speak a lick of English. Great. Why were they on an audio tour? Um, because it was badly advertised. Okay, cool. Great. Because they've been saying, we're going to have all these new languages added to like uh, a headset, uh, which never arrived. And that is why Redacted are a bad company. <laughs> Terrible name as well. Um, Lemzip Tower. I'm going Lemzip Tower. You're going Lemzip Tower. David, I'm afraid that the Wedding Cake Church Tower is the real landmark here shit uh how many points is, is this a, worth by the way that is that is a 30 points you've missed out on shit uh so the the wedding cake tower is a church tower near blackfriars bridge uh, which was the inspiration for uh the wedding cake there was a baker who was making a cake for a wedding saw that church and went i got an idea and he made his cake <laughs> out of stone he was awful he was fired. Terrible baker. Wow. Um, David. Yes. Which of these is a real London landmark? The Stratford Sphere or the HMS Surprise? Here's a cannon, motherfucker. <laughs> Which of these I'm gonna go is with a real... <laughs> the Stratford Sphere? The Stratford Sphere. Oh, I'm sorry, David. But the Stratford Sphere is still in the early stages of development when it's built it will be a massive sphere in the middle of uh stratford center uh it will uh, light up the night sky and it will make stratford hell it will make it hell on earth it's that mean it's i got that wrong idea. did i get that wrong you got that wrong what there's a hms surprise motherfuckers well there's this hms wellington uh which had the job <laughs> But it had the job of surprising motherfuckers. Uh, okay. It's moored up on the Thames, and during <laughs> World War Two, it would go out into German U-boat infested waters, uh, cloaked as it, it was uh, kind of like made up to be just a commercial vessel. A U-boat would see it; they wouldn't want to waste a torpedo on sinking it, so they'd come to surface. At which point, the HMS Wellington side would drop down, which would reveal a massive fucking cannon. And it would sink <laughs> the U-boat, which is wow. such a shitty little bit of wonderful uh, naval technique there. I guess so, yeah. Uh, I also hope so, that's exactly how you pronounced it on the tour. What a shitty little piece of naval technique. 
<laughs> okay, so um, I'm still on nothing. <laughs> yes. Also, some of the answers are just, this is what I call it. Cool. Yes. Great. Yes. It's a good game, David. It's a very good game. It doesn't feel like a good game when you're on 100, <laughs> 150 points and I'm on fucking nothing. All right, well, here's one for you. David. Yeah. Which one is the real landmark? Is it the Kim Kardashian building or is it St. James's Fuck Park? I'm going to go with St. James's Fuck Park based on the rest of these answers so far. Are you sure? No, but one of them's called Kim <laughs> Kardashian. That's the whole point of the game, isn't it? David. Yes. The thing is. Yes. You've just won 70 points. Yeah. <laughs> why has it course, suddenly jumped up to 70? Uh, I'll tell you for why. <laughs> because the Kim Kardashian is also a real building. It's officially known as number one Blackfriars, but because of its quite curvy nature, some people start to call it the Kim Kardashian. Because here in England, we are so horny all the time that we would fuck a building. Many of us have. Because it was two positive answers, I gave you a little bit more just, just to say well done. Just for my troubles. Just for your troubles. Thank you very much. I feel much better about life now. Hooray! So, David, at the end of that round, you are on 70 points. Oh, and I am on <laughs> 70 points. And I am on 150 points. Lovely. Is this enough? Should we establish what the prizes are now? David, the prize for winning this episode of Is This Enough is a lifetime supply of cheese. I hate cheese. Cheese. <laughs> I don't want to win now, then. David. <laughs> the prize. It's a lifetime supply of cheese. Oh, no. I think I already have a lifetime supply of cheese, which is no cheese. David, I've got all this cheese. <laughs> What's the forfeit if you lose? A lifetime supply of chalk. <laughs> well, I have been planning to go back in time and be a teacher in the 1950s, so that's good. That's great, because they fucking reeked of cheese. <laughs> And used a lot of chalk. I hope I both win and lose today. Hooray! Round three. Round three is called Who's Hoot is Who's? Who's yes! Hoot is Who's? Hoot, 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 hoot. Uh, James, I'm going to play you three owls. You just have to tell me Who's Hoot is Who's? Owl number one. Who's who is who's? Um, Would you like to hear it again? That's like a tiny elephant. Tiny elephants um, are not owls. Is it? Owl... 
Is it a is it a tawny owl? It is a tawny owl. Oh my god! Yeah! <laughs> this is for a hundred points per owl. That's amazing. Oh my god! I am absolutely blown away that you got a tawny owl. That is owl. the one. That is the one type of owl that I know. I hope you know three more types of owls. Oh boy, I'm fucked. <laughs> owl number two. <laughs> Owl number two for you there. Is that... It's a ho- that's a horrendous noise, is it? <laughs> it's giving me flashbacks. So... Um, is it the call of the... Midnight Owl. <laughs> you think it's the Midnight Owl? You think this is it? Is a Midnight Owl? Yes. A real head turner. That is the Barn Owl. You get no points there. Oh no! Have you just suddenly remembered another type of owl? You know, uh, the Barn Owl. <laughs> That's it. I know two owls. Congratulations. Um, owl number three. Piglet, you're a fuckwit. <laughs> owl number three. Piglet, you're a fuckwit. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of owl is owl number three? Piglet, you're a um, fuckwit. <laughs> <laughs> is that the owl from Winnie the Pooh? It is the owl from Winnie the Pooh. Coffee. Piglet, you're a fuckwit. <laughs> yes. Wow, you're really good at owls, except for the barn owl. Fair. So you're... Wow, that's another hundred points to you there. That's good. That's two hundo, mate. <laughs> it's like you're going to get a whole lot of cheese. Woo! <laughs> okay, and your final owl is owl number four. Neighbours? Never fucking heard of a mate. Owl uh, number four. Neighbours? Never fucking heard of a mate. It's an Aussie owl. It's. It is an Aussie owl. Neighbours? Never fucking heard of a mate. No, I know this isn't it. This isn't. This won't work with the answer of the joke that you're going for. But it's been in my head since we started this round. Is it Al Pacino? It's not Al Pacino, but you're not far off. Neighbours? Never fucking heard of a mate. Is it. Al Lister Beckett King. <laughs> it's not Al Lister Beckett King. Neighbours? Never fucking heard of a mate. David. Who's who is 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 who? It's Alf Stewart from Home and Away. Neighbours? Never fucking heard of a mate. <laughs> I knew it. I had I had the spotlight actors directory up there and then. Oh, David, I feel a fool. <laughs> you are a fool. At the end I of that, like... you got two right, 100, 200 points for that round. You're on 350 points. Looks like you're getting all the cheese. 350 <laughs> points. <laughs> Is this enough? And now on BBC One, following his recent return from the war in Vietnam... It's the Graham Norton Show. 
<laughs> Tonight on the show, we have an amazing lineup for you, everyone. We have From Broadchurch. <laughs> now, the thing about the Viet Cong is they weren't just in the trees, they were the trees. <laughs> Olivia Coleman. Round four. This is a game in which I will read a series of facts about one of two groups of people and you will have to distinguish whether the events I'm describing happened to a famous London mob boss or a disgraced children's writer. That's right, David. It's time to play J. Cray Rowling. <laughs> Great. I'm all in. Okay, David. David. Yeah. This event, did this happen to the Cray twins or JK Rowling? <laughs> Your best driver's been found down the Isle of Dogs wearing a pair of concrete shoes. Did that happen to the Cray twins or JK Rowling? <laughs> I um, imagine that unless she plays golf, JK Rowling didn't really have a specific driver. So I'm going to say that was the Cray Twins. Oh, David, I'm so sorry. You've missed out on five points. Because, of course, that was from J.K. Rowling's autobiography, Rolling in the Money, the rags to witch's tale of a person who categorically lost the internet. So I'm afraid I can't give you the crisp five bob note that that would Shit. land in your palm. <laughs> but you could potentially win 35 <laughs> points with this one. David. Yes. Mad Frankie Fraser's been through your bins to try and shit you up. Your gang, your mum, they've all been shat right up. And make no mistake. Is that J.K. Rowling? Or is that the Cray Twins? Who... <laughs> His famed gangster and TV personality from the 90s, Mad Frankie Fraser, being shitting right up. I, again, seem to think that J.K. Rowling's fights are mostly done with words. Therefore, I'm going to say that's the Cray Twins. Oh, I'm sorry, David. <laughs> Unfortunately, that was J.K. Rowling on Twitter when she was first cancelled by the woke mob. <gasps> Not the woke mob. The woke mob. They're a real mob. The previously asleep mog. Mog? The previously Jacob... asleep mog. I would love to see Jacob Reese mob. <laughs> you come to me on the day of my granddaughter's wedding with an offer I can't refuse. <laughs> Give me another one. David... This last one. This is worth 170 points. <gasps> You've updated your website to include facts about the Merlin stand-in character for your young adult magical fantasy series. Was this Ronnie Cray or was this JK Rowling? <laughs> Not JK from Jamiroquai. <laughs> that would be a wild card answer, David. I'm going with JK from Jamiroquai. David. That's not the right answer. Shit! However, I'm going to sling you 
a cool 50 because you took the risk. <laughs> and I thank you for that. I am enjoying that I'm only getting points for pity. I think I've only you, scored through pity so far. No, that's not true. <laughs> You've won. You got one thing right when both answers were right. Thank you. And so there we go. But yes, of course, that was from Ronnie Cray's website, Wizards You Tart, in which an East End gangster is taken to a magical ice cream van in Glasgow. Here's an extract of his first book in that. Get out of my fucking castle or I'll glass ya. Fuck. Here's an extract. You're a wizard, Mickey. Fuck off I am. I'll tell you something else. What? Count Elberforth, the Dark One, sends his regards. The rest of the book is then a series of onomatopoeic gun noises. (laughs) (laughs) Boom. Well, at the end of those rounds, uh, you're on 350 and I'm on 120. 120! Round five. Round five. James O'Donoghue is the always exciting how are you round. James, how are you? I'm very good today, David. I uh, woke up early but stayed in bed late (sighs) and then uh, went for a long run. You do like a long I, run. I, I bloody love a long run. I uh, do not have an athletic frame and my skeleton does not enjoy a long run. But what's he going to do? Run away? Don't fucking think so, mate. <laughs> so, yes, I uh, am currently staying in Ramsgate and I ran to Broadstairs, which is the neighbouring town. And it means that I curved a bit of a landmass. Which oh. when you're in a when you're in a city, it's like oh, I run from the north to, of the city to the south of the city, and you look at it in a map, and you're like, yeah, w- well done. But when you're on the coast, that's a lot more dramatic because you get to go. Whoa. Does it sound like that in your head whilst you're doing it, like one of those tubes you turn that. upside I... down? <laughs> I make similar noises by uh, by the ninth k. M. Mm-hmm. And not just when you're lovemaking as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I came to the conclusion that um, even being uh, a dirty lefty such as myself, mm-hmm. uh, left wing music is me and Nish. It's me and Nish. Uh, right wing music is easier to run to. What would you consider right-wing music? Film scores, particularly superhero film scores, they're great for running. Is that right-wing uh, music? Most superhero films are quite right-wing, and there's a lot of like Wagner stuff in a lot of scores. Ah, but there's also like Wagner. <laughs> there's also like a lot of like stadium metal is quite kind of. Yeah. Slightly on the fash side of things, but that's better to run to than Billy Bragg. That's true. You could definitely run to run the jewels, though, and that's pretty fucking left wing. Yes, 
But and then what's good with Run and Jewels is they've got Run in their name, and you're like, I. When and I'm they running, say it a lot. They say their own name a lot in their songs. They do, and yeah. it's like I, I jolly well am, fellas. <laughs> and you like jewelry, so. Yes. There you go. Uh, not when I'm running though, because it's discon- It's disconcerting if you see someone running with jewelry. Is that why you stopped watching the A Team? <laughs> Are you still watching the A-Team? Some of us don't desert shit, you know. Some of us aren't deserters. Some of us cling on to stuff for way too long. (laughs) I think for that, James O'Donoghue, I'm going to give you 70 points. Yes. For congratulations. Yes, lad. Round six. David. Hi. How are you? I am quite good. I've been a little bit run down with the cold, but that has all been undercut with the fact that on Monday evening, I have now officially been diagnosed with ADHD. Attention deficit hyperfocus activity disorder. Yay! I had to fill in the same form many, many, many times for several different entities and they all referred me to each other for a guy to go, yep. (laughs) Except that's not what he did. He basically asked me a load of questions and then he just started explaining to me how the medication might work for me. But he never actually said, you've got ADHD. He just sort of went on to talk about it and I had to stop him and be like, are you saying I've got it? And he went, oh yeah, 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 don't worry about that. Uh, And I was like, cool. But the way he started wording it was like, what you've got to think about is some people in your industry, like they they perform and everything, but then they struggle with the admin side. And I thought he was about to turn around and be like, and you just kind of struggle with the admin side, but you don't have ADHD. And But then he just carried on talking without, because he just didn't say, you've got it. So I thought he was like building me up like we were on X Factor or something. But yeah, turns out, that everybody else that told me I had ADHD was correct and I've actually got ADHD. Hooray! Hey, well done. Well done. That's that's great news. That's really good. Have you have you felt um a bit more sure in yourself? It's really nice Monday? to not have to say I think at the end of every time I say I've got ADHD and it's good to clearly know that it's defined as what it is and that all those things that I was look at, I look back on and can explain now in my life as oh that was me being adhd as fuck that's that's good super useful uh i've gone from being on a waiting list to getting diagnosed to being on a six month waiting list to get meds now so (laughs) oh good not only do i agree with uh listening to run the jewels but also fuck the tories hooray keep it light um so, uh, yeah, I'm very excited. It re- means I know for sure now and I don't have to be like, I think so. And then when some snarky prick goes, but doesn't everybody think they've got ADHD? I can be like, no, but I do actually have it. Thank you. I, I enjoy kind of, well, I mean, we're all on the spectrum somewhere, aren't we? <laughs> Usually said by a prick. 
Um, like the most neurotypical person you've ever seen. Fucking typical. Um, so, so yeah. So that's good. That's where I'm at this week. Yeah. That's excellent news. And because you managed to work your way through our crumbling health system, David, you get 150 points. A D H D A D H D. So, <laughs> at the end of that round, David, you're on 270 points. 270! And I am on 420 points. Oh, blaze it. Oh! Is that the blazing squad? I'd like to make an application. <laughs> I'll see you at the crossroads. Um, <laughs> wonderful. So, wouldn't it be great if if the Blazing Squad got to the crossroads and they saw Robert Johnson selling his soul to the devil? That's who Robert Johnson sold his soul to. <laughs> the Blazing Squad. The, even their name is slightly satanic. Yes, there's a squad of people. Why do you think they're blazing? They've just come out of hell to grab oh Robert God. Johnson's soul and then go at back the crossroads. To... Yeah. This goes all the way to the top. Of the pops. The bottom of hell. Round seven. Uh, round seven is called Bland on the Runs. Bland <laughs> on the Runs. Which is the least spiciest curry to give me the shits? <laughs> That's actually a fake round. The real round is called Focus Snoop. I'm going to pose to you a series of questions that Snoop Dogg has posed throughout the years. And you just have to give me the answer. Okay. Are you a fan of Snoop Dogg? Um, I I missed out on seeing Snoop Dogg in um, a festival a few years back. And Guess who uh, didn't? Back, this guy. I, I think I, we went to the same festival. We were at the same festival. I think, what, what year did you go? 2012 and 2013. We were definitely at the same festival. Oh my word! We were in the same field and we didn't even know each other. I know. Did that... you see John Cooper Clark? No, no, I didn't. Oh, uh, did you see Johnny Marr? No, no, I didn't. Did you see Elton John? I saw the last two songs of Elton John. I waited. I was at the bar near the main stage while Elton John was on. I'm not. A, I wasn't. I'm not an Elton John head, and I was like, Elton John. That's like your nan's favorite. And during the course of queuing for a pint, I went, Elton John's really good. Mm-hmm. Prince did that to me. I worked at a music festival, actually, where I met my girlfriend, and uh, everyone wanted to watch Prince, so I watched Prince being like, he's fucking weird, isn't he? And then Prince did the splits and played all the hits, and I was like, Prince is the best musician ever. <laughs> That's good. No, that's great. I uh, I watched the film with Laurence Olivier in it, and I went, oh, he's good. Oh, that's fun. Um, so, yeah, I saw Snoop Dogg at uh, that uh, festival, and it was quite a lot of fun. I regret not seeing him. I thought I think that would have been good. He was very entertaining. Yeah. Do you I know enough too- about him to answer these questions, though? Question number one, posed by Snoop Dogg, Dog, Doggy, Dog Man. Um, how many hoes in 94 will Snoop be banging? 
bit of a gardening question for you there. How many... It's uh, <laughs> a horrible image. How many... Not Snoop Dogg banging hoes. I don't dwell on that image, but the idea of Snoop Dogg having sex with a gardening implement is... We don't judge not... here, is this enough? We... Look. Look. I'm not saying it's an affront to God's law. Because there is no God. But what I am saying is it's an affront to God's law. That's right. James O. Donoghue's law. <laughs> You'll definitely get in the blazing squad now. Um. <laughs> um, did, did, how many hoes was he banging in 94? How many the hoes year? in 94 will Snoop be banging? It's going to be in the hundreds, surely. <laughs> Can I get a round figure? 500. No, that's more than one per night. Oh, it's Snoop Dogg. Yeah, sure. 500. <laughs> Nowhere near. The correct answer is every single one to get the job done. Oh, my God. What an efficient man. To get man. the job done. <laughs> Snoop Dogg. Efficiency is key. What job requires that other than sex work? Uh, apparently, hip-hop enthusiast and star... <laughs> Hello, I'm Snoop Dogg, and I run Hip Hop Enthusiast Monthly. You can find it in a local branch of WH Smith's. That's exactly correct. Uh, question number two, posed by Snoop Dogg. Guess who's back in the motherfucking house with a fat dick for your motherfucking mouth? Was it Snoop Dogg? It was Snoop Dogg! Ah, oh, congratulations. Yes. You get 60 points. Congratulations. Yes. I'm so proud of you. Wow. So you've already done you've, okay so far. You were close with the first one, but you didn't quite get it, and that's fine. The last question posed by Snoop Dogg. What time does the 27 bus get to Chester? Uh, <laughs> James I've is absolutely nothing. stunned. I've got nothing. What time does... He loves Chester. Wants to get to Chester. What time does the 27 bus get to Chester? He, get, he gets to Chester whenever it's fucking right for Snoop Dogg. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. The correct answer is the 27 doesn't go to Chester. You want the 37. Oh, Snoop. Snoop? Mm. Bonus round. Era. Bonus round, James O'Donoghue. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Bonus round. There are nine names other than Snoop Dogg that Snoop Dogg goes by. I'll give you 20 points per name you can come up with. Okay, so there's Snoop Dogg. Snoop Doggy Dog? Yes, yeah, so, uh, Snoop Dogg is the one that I'm not going to give you because we already said that. Snoop Doggy Dog is definitely one, yeah. Snoop, St Snoop Lion. Snoop Lion is one. Was there Snoop for a while? Mm, no, he's always had a bit of a extra bit going on. Snoopy D. No, weirdly, no. But Snoop Dizzle. Mm, so close, but no. Snizzle Dizzle. <laughs> no. Snoop. Snoopers on the roof. Three of them. Breach, breach. <laughs> That's from award-winning comedian Stuart Goldsmith. 
That is indeed from award-winning comedian Snoopert Goldsmith. Snoopert Goldsmith. Goldsmith. What? Snoop Dogg. Um, Any other names that you can come up with for Snoop Dogg? Snoop. Snoop. Dizzle. Snoop Bizzle. (laughs) No. Would you like me to tell you? You got two of them. Yes, tell me, David. Snoop Dogg also goes by Snoop Doggy Dog, Snoop Lion, Big Snoop Dogg, which I thought you might be able to get, Dogfather, Snoop Rock, DJ Snoopadelic, Snoopzilla. When you said Snoop Dilla, I was like, yeah, nearly. Faye Snoop, which is um, his Star Trek entity, and Calvin Brodus Jr., Um, I'll say this for Snoop Dogg sometimes he turns up in a film and it's always a treat (laughs) what what film did you watch where Snoop Dogg appeared Uh, Dolomite is my name I was watching and he turns up uh, quite early early doors he's he's, he's a perfectly good actor oh Uh, congratulations you have won 20 points there. Uh, taking you to 520 points overall. David, my power knows no bounds. Correct. Round out. David, would you believe it? I haven't written a round for you. What? Instead, I know. It's very unprofessional. However... I've given it to my friend Michael Holmill, editor of the South Brislington Theatre Lovers Quarterly. And do you know what? I think I can hear him now. Come on in, Michael. I'll leave you two alone. It's Michael Holmill. Hi, Michael. How's it going? Mm, Hello, David. How are you today? Loving your work, I must say. You know, I was with Laurence Olivier when he was doing a Lego building Twitch stream, and I must say, he didn't do it anywhere near as good as you do. You see, he blamed his training, of course. He said Michel Saint-Denis did not amply prepare him for his work building pirate ships out of small plastic bricks. A real failing of the drama school system, I can tell you. That's why I killed him. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, David. Well, thank you, Michael. <laughs> I'm here to do a fun little round in which I will read some reviews of productions from theatres, and you will try and see if you know what the productions are from the review. Now, do be warned, I've seen and reviewed some of the greatest works of dramatic art of the 20th and 21st century. Everything from the original run of A Taste of Honey through to SpongeBob SquarePants, the musical. <laughs> so, hold on to your hat. Do you wear a hat, David? <laughs> I, have ha- I have several hats, yes. Well, I was with Orson Welles when he brought his first hat, didn't like a trilby, went for a Panama, which is why I killed him. (laughs) Anyway, are we ready? Yes. Are we excited? Very. Well, you don't look excited, David. I mean, fucking hell. Why don't you prepare three reviews of theatrical productions and present it as a round for once in your life, you miserable cunt? I've half a mind to kill you, but I shan't. (laughs) <laughs> Review number one. <laughs> Compose yourself, boy. Sorry. 
Review number one. At last, Shakespeare done right. David, what production is that a review of? At last, Shakespeare done right. Is it um, Kenneth Branagh's four-hour version of Hamlet? The correct production for Kenneth Branagh, I'm afraid, but not for this round. Would you like another game? Um, was it... Um, ten things I hate about you? David, no. Although I do appreciate the callback to episode one. Very funny. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was, of course, the South Shields neo-Nazi players version of Twelfth Night. Or as they renamed it, Twelfth Reich. (laughs) Just a little joke for you there. You see, the clue was in the review. At last, Shakespeare done right. Ellipses far right. Oh, damn it, I didn't get it right. Review number two. (laughs) This play went wrong. (laughs) What could that be a review of, David? (laughs) A play going wrong. (laughs) Was it the play that goes wrong? No. It was a rather unfortunate production of a streetcar named Desire. You see, the poor love playing Stella's shoe came off, stabbed Stanley in the back of the knee. Awful lot of blood, electrifying. The whole cast gave up acting after that. Not because of the shoe, they all caught ringworm from the stage. And you know what they say, an actor that itches won't get the bitches. Bitches is what we call parts in the industry. A bit of showbiz lingo for you there. Ah, show business. Is there any other business like it? Yes, being a baker, apparently. And do you know who told me that? Daniel Day-Lewis. Before I shot him. (laughs) Now, review number three. Every now and then, there is a production that ushers in such a paradigm shift, such a total evolution of the form, that it makes one question why the hell they even bothered to put on anything before. This was such a production. I was elevated to a whole new plane, and it was like I could see the folly of all mankind. All our posturings, our self-imagined importance, the delusion that some privilege, that we have some privileged position in the universe. All those delusions are challenged by this simple act of people being on stage, bodies in a space, through this beautiful sight. It's as if one can see that in all our obscurity, in all this vastness, there is no hint that help will come elsewhere to save us from ourselves. Is it Matilda? No, David, silly boy. One more go. <laughs> Uh, is it Greece? I quite like Greece. You know, I was in the first production of Greece. I played the car. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I came on stage. 
very, uh, very Brechtian production in the early days, of course. Uh, we worked with Berthold. He was visiting in a in a uh, advisory capacity, and he came in and he went, it is not enough to drive the car. You must be the car, but alienate the audience from feeling that they'd ever driven a car before. And I said, Berthold, what the fuck are you on about, young man? And he said... He was having a massive hernia, you see. <laughs> and all of the little scatty jazz bits, they're just things we wrote down from Berthold as he was having a rather unfortunate time. I remember he turned to me and he said, the key to great art is shabalabadingdong. And I said, you've written it there, Berthold, you son of a bitch. Learned everything I, I could from him. But no, David, it was not Greece. It was, of course, a review from, from the St. Peter's Comprehensive Primary School Year 2 Nativity. <laughs> Lovely production. And do you know, the little boy who played Joseph, the father of the Christ child, grew up to be Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> anyway, David, it's been a real pleasure, dear heart, but I must be off. The cool of the stage beckons me. Ta-ta for now, I will kill again. <laughs> Bye, Michael. Oh, James, it's lovely to see you. You just missed Michael Holmill. <laughs> oh, believe me, I had my ear to the door because I am a member of Just Stop Oil, and I glued my ear to the door in <laughs> protest. Remember, if you want to ban protests, you're a fascist. Keep it light. Keep it light. Rail is a good alternative to cars. Remember that. So, David, unfortunately, you didn't come through that with any points. Shit. Is this enough? At the end of that, you are still on 270. Does that mean I get all the chalk? David... You've won all the chalk. I see that as a win over all the cheese, personally. So Well, particularly because I am now stuck with a lifetime supply of cheese. And as a vegan, that means <laughs> no cheese. It really feels like a burden to win this quiz. <laughs> David, I think winning this quiz unleashes horrors mankind is not meant to witness. <laughs> Well then. Um Well well Congratulations well. to James O'Donoghue making it two wins on the truck in Is This Enough? Audience. Audience. I now have the answers to last week's audience round. Whoa! It was a true or false, shameful true or false. The questions were I've turned off Goodfellas and The Godfather Part 2 because they made me realise I didn't like gangster films. True or false? That is shamefully true. Apparently, I don't like some of the best films ever. There we go. Question number two. I didn't pass my driving test until I was in my 30s. That is false. What kind of idiot wouldn't pass their driving test until they were in their 30s? You fucking scab. <laughs> Hey now, you're not in your thirties. <laughs> well, let's yes, but I cannot afford a driving test. 
Please or send us money. <laughs> Please send us a big envelope of money here at Is This Enough Towers? <laughs> it's that next little Embassy Tower. <laughs> it's right on the top of it, baby. <laughs> and the last one, true or false? I shat and pissed myself in my thirties. That is true. If you haven't shat and pissed yourself in your thirties, then what the fuck are you doing? Where? David, when did you shit and piss yourself? Separate occasions. Uh, pissed myself in Brighton, drank far too many coffees and was stuck trying to find a parking space and didn't make it into my hotel. And as the lady opened the door, I was pretty much like, where is the loo? Uh, it didn't go well. And uh, on my birthday a couple of years ago, I was walking back having had about 14 pints and... Um, in the first time I farted and for the first time in my ADHD riddled life I followed through on something so (laughs) it's a bit (laughs) the correct answers were sent in by Derek Derek wins a song as performed by me here's the song Derek correctly guessed that I shit and pissed myself well well done Derek now obviously We've had the answers from the previous audience round, but you need the audience round for this week. So here we go. Our audience round for you for this week is, is this a town in Kent or a little city gent? (laughs) I'm going to read some place names of towns in Kent, but hidden amongst them is one of the court of King Charles II. So, Tenderden, High Brooms, Sackville, Stelling Minis, Romney. Send us your answers at isthisenoughpodcasting at gmail.com and we will send a reward to either the funniest answer, the most correct answer, or the answer I hate the least. We haven't (laughs) decided where the bar is. But at the end of this, the winner is, of course, me. A lifetime supply of chalk. Goes to David. Thank you very much. Where can we find you online, James O'Donoghue? You can find me at JoeDonoghue94 on Insta and at JamesOD1994 on Twitter. If you really wanted to, you could follow my much-neglected TikTok where I am James Comedy. See you on the digital side. <laughs> you can find me at, at David Hoare, LOL. Uh, on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Uh, find me on YouTube by looking up David Hall. Uh, oh, at David Hall lol, on Twitch as well. I stream Mondays to Fridays from 10.30 a.m. So come and get involved. Thank you for listening to Is This Enough? We hope you enjoyed it. Please join us next time. And if you've enjoyed the show, follow us at Is This Enough Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. I'll see you later. Bye. Bye.